Hello everyone, thank you for joining us today. We will be talking about the new law on moral harassment. We will see how it affects employers and in particular what measures employers uh, need to implement in the coming days and weeks. My name is Maurice Mackey, I'm a counsel in the employment law team and I will share the stage today with my colleague Julian Kisslinger, who is an associate in our team. Until now in Luxembourg, the only framework that has been covering moral harassment was a convention of 2009 signed between social partners. It is fair to say that this convention merely provided for general guidelines, uh, general measures um, regarding the way employers have to address moral harassment situations in, in, in the firm. However, this convention didn't provide for very specific rules and obligations. Against that background, a new law has been adopted a few weeks ago. This law has not entered into force yet, but uh, it will be uh, effective, I assume, uh, in, the coming, in the coming weeks. This law aims to remedy the situation that existed under the convention by setting up specific and precise legal rules and measures employers will have to implement. So basically, as a HR representative, what you will have to do now is to make a gap analysis between what you already have internally in terms of guidelines and policy regarding moral harassment with the new requirements uh, that will enter into force under the new law. So Julian, can you give us a bit more detail about this new legal framework? Of course, thank you, Maurice, and I'm glad to be here. Um, what is important to note is that this, the new law sets up a whole legal framework of protection against moral harassment in the context of work relationships, and it specifies that this protection goes beyond the mere workplace, meaning that it goes beyond the office uh, to include, for instance, business trips, trainings, and communications, and this regardless of the means and even outside of the working hours. So there is hence an extension, so to speak, um, of the scope of occasions which are deemed to be part of the performance of work. Um, what is indeed important to understand is that with this new legal framework, the behavior and acts of moral harassment can also occur outside of the employee's usual place of work. This means then outside of the office. So for instance, um, comments which are left on social media platforms like uh, Facebook or TikTok are now also covered by this law. This is an interesting point, uh, Julian. And what about the definition of moral harassment? Has it been changed under the new uh, law that will enter into force? Yes, um, the new law indeed provides for a specific definition of the term moral harassment, which is this time explicitly laid down in our Luxembourg Labour Code. And such a precise definition had up until now indeed not been foreseen in our labor code. So according to the new law, moral harassment covers in the course of an employment relationship any conduct that by its repetition or by its systematization negatively affects the dignity or the psychological or physical integrity of a person. And that's, that's interesting, Julian. So I can... I can clearly see that uh, on the Luxembourg legislator's side, there was a kind of willingness to address uh, the issue of moral harassment uh, by providing for, for a larger scope of 
uh, conduct amounting to, to moral harassment. So, um, but another important point when it comes to moral harassment is always uh, who has actually uh, the burden of proving that the moral harassment situation existed uh, in, the, in, in, in the firm. So um, can you tell us a bit more about this? And that's indeed an excellent question, Maurice. Um, so there is, if I understand your questions correctly, you, you mean whether there is, let's say, a change with regard to the burden of proof. And the answer in this respect is no. So in line with past practice, this new law does not change the burden of proof of acts of moral harassment. And as a consequence, it is still up to the alleged victim to prove all the facts uh, which constitute uh, moral harassment. And as you might imagine, this task oftentimes proves to be very difficult in practice since the alleged victim has to demonstrate the entire series of incidents and also must place them in the, into their context. So in other words, the alleged victim must establish precise and specific events and cannot only make vague and general statements. And what is really important here is that this differs greatly from the system of proof which applies with respect to sexual harassment, uh, where it is sufficient at first that the employee establishes clues which presume that he or she has been a victim of sexual harassment. And then it is then in a second time up to alleged harasser, actually then the employer or the superior, to prove that his or her actions do not amount to sexual harassment. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Julian. This is an uh, interesting explanation. Um, so we, we said in the beginning that um, employers will now have to do this gap analysis between uh, what they already have implemented internally in terms of how to handle a moral harassment situation and the, the new provisions of the law. So can you maybe tell us more concretely, more precisely, what are those new measures? Well, the new law does not foresee a rigid framework uh, with regard to the approach to be taken uh, when addressing harassment issues. However, it sets minimum standards that always have to be followed by the employer and which be, can be summarized as follows. Um, first of all, how the company provides the alleged victim with access to counseling, to help and guidance, or for recovery and reintegration programs and ways to communicate with the employer representatives. Then how the company conducts a swift and a fair investigation into the reported incidents. Um, in addition, how the company educates its staff and also its managers on what constitutes moral harassment in the first place and how to handle it within the organization and as well as the penalties uh, that are foreseen for those who engage in such behavior. And finally, how the company informs and trains its staff on these issues. Okay, so, so basically we, we actually have here for the employers a lot of new elements to take into account, the obligation to inform, to educate staff, to uh, prevent, to have a clear uh, to prevent moral harassment situations, to have a clear framework in terms of um, how an investigation should be conducted, uh, what different elements have to be taken into account when conducting such investigations. So this is a lot of things to, 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 to keep in mind and to, to factor uh, in when uh, changing and adapting uh, the, the, new, the new version of the policy. Um, but um, 
if my recollection is correct, uh, the, the new law provides also for another new layer uh, in the sense that now employees have the right also to conduct to co contact uh, an authority. Is this correct, Julian? Uh, that's a very good point, Maurice, that I actually uh, just wanted to address, and which is indeed one of the key features of the new law. So what is important to note is this new law does provide for a special, a special procedure for the intervention, for instance, notably of the Luxembourg Labour Inspectorate, the ITM. So if the moral harassment persists after the implementation of the employer's measures, or for instance, if the employer fails at all to take any measures, the alleged victim or the staff delegation with the victim's consent may report the case to the ITM. And once this is done, the ITM will then conduct an investigation of the case, which includes interviewing the alleged victim, the alleged perpetrator, and possibly other employees and the employer, and then draft a report which contains recommendations or proposals for concrete measures in order to stop the harassment. And in addition, the ITM will have to send a complete report to the employer within a period of 45 days, which follows the, the referral to the ITM, and order the employer to take the necessary measures, and all this under a penalty of an administrative fine of up to 25,000 euros. Wow, that's, that's, quite, that's quite something. Uh, and um, on the basis of the information I have received, uh, it seems that the ITM is also uh, in a process of recruiting uh, new agents uh, in order to uh, be able to, to, to cope with this uh, new uh, prerogatives uh, they will have going forward. Uh, um, but uh, I think there's one other type of body uh, which also has a role to play here, uh, and these are the, the, the internal staff representatives. Uh, can you tell us a bit more about their role in that process, Julian? Of course, yeah. So the new law has also indeed reinforced the staff delegation's role when it comes to moral harassment. So first, the new law expressly confirms that the staff delegation is responsible for ensuring the protection of employees against moral harassment in the course of the work relations. And to this end, the staff delegation can recommend the employer any preventive action that it deems necessary. And moreover, the staff delegation is authorized to assist and advise the employer who is a victim of moral harassment. And more precisely, a member of the staff delegation may assist and accompany the employee victim of moral harassment during the interviews with the employer, and which take place within the framework of the investigation of the alleged acts of moral harassment. However, what is important to note is that the staff delegate assisting, who assists and accompanies the alleged victim during these interviews is bound by a confidentiality obligation with regards to, to all the facts um, the staff delegate became, became or becomes aware of during the interviews being specified, specified, however, that the alleged victim may release the staff delegate from this confidentiality obligation. Interesting. So um, a lot of work uh, for them as well. Uh, but now let's assume that uh, an employer doesn't comply with all those uh, new rules and doesn't update the internal policy according to the new uh, provisions of the law. So um, what kind of sanctions uh, would such an employer face uh, under, under the new law? So, well, in addition to the administrative fines, which are imposed by the ITM and which I mentioned before, um, a very important aspect to note for employers is 
that the new law explicitly provides now for criminal sanctions. That is, fines which range from 251 euros to 2,500 euros. And the employer incurs these fines, notably in case he commits acts of moral harassment, fails to take measures to immediately stop the moral harassment that occurred, or does not determine the minimum prevention measures, does not carry out an internal assessment when required, or takes retaliatory measures against the victim or any witness. In addition, and this, in my opinion, is really important and may be considered a game changer, any colleagues or even the hierarchical superior, the clients or, or suppliers can also be, now be subject to such a criminal fine if they do commit acts of moral harassment or take retaliatory measures. All right, so basically this is, this is quite, quite something as well because it may have a very strong dissuasive effect uh, because if now a line manager, for instance, can be personally held liable and sanctioned by the ETM by receiving an administrative fine of up to 2,500 euros, so this uh, will, will, will make uh, people think twice uh, before uh, taking the risk to harass uh, a colleague morally on the, on the workplace or, or beyond. So. Um, I think the, the, the aim of the new law is very, very clear and uh, uh, the Luxembourg legislator uh, wanted uh, to make everything possible to stop and to prevent and to stop ultimately that people are arrested at the workplace. And this is obviously very, very good news. So in, in, in terms of, of protection uh, that the new law grants to alleged victims, um, is there anything new uh, under the new law? Yes, yes, Maurice, there is. Um, the new law does indeed provide for an extensive protection of the alleged victim. So employees and witnesses, first of all, cannot be subject to retaliation because of the denunciations or testimonies that are related to the harassment. And also, employees cannot face reprisal by the employer for having protested against or having refused any acts of moral harassment by the employer. And the law also expressly provides that any act that is contrary to this principle, and in particular any dismissal in violation of the above principle, is automatically null and void. This means an employee whose dismissal is null and void can hence enforce the continuation of his employment relationship or ask for the reinstatement of his employment. Thank you, Julian, for, for, for this explanation. So maybe one last question from our side. Um, what concrete advice would you give employers uh, on the market in terms of uh, next steps uh, uh, in order to, to, to become compliant uh, with this new uh, legal framework? That's a good point, Maurice. In my opinion, there are indeed several measures that have to be undertaken by employers. Um, perhaps the most important point is that each company must ensure to have a perfectly aligned HR policy in place. And this policy must include raising awareness and training on the prevention of harassment, on managing complaints, along with the establishment of a reporting system, an investigation and an internal assessment of the measures. So with the increased risk of an intervention by the ITM and well-defined sanctions in terms of criminal and administrative sanctions, the new legal framework puts the issue of moral harassment at the top, of the very top even, of the agenda and employers need to have the adequate tools in place to avoid act of, acts of moral harassment in the first place. And if a case of moral harassment nevertheless occurred, 
the employer must ensure to immediately take the necessary and efficient measures to put an end to such acts. Thank you very much, Julian, for, for your input. Thank you. Thank you.